the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 634 Bruce Hooley Show. Don't forget my friend Mike Lindell and the MyPillow folks. They are at the ready to help you have a phenomenal night's sleep. Boy, I sleep so well on my MyPillow mattress topper covered with my Giza Dream bed sheets resting my head on a MyPillow. 100% all the way with MyPillow. And sleep is important. It rejuvenates your body, gets you ready to tackle the demands of the day. And I sleep a little better knowing that I support a patriot, someone who is willing to stand for his sincere beliefs and suffer the consequences of a lot of companies walking away from Mike Lindell. But his business continues to thrive because as much as the Democrats would like to demonize you, me, and others who share uh, the same conservative values as Mike Lindell, uh, enough people have risen up to support Mike and his 2,500 workers at his factory in Minneapolis, continue to buy MyPillow products because, look, it's a great value. $29.98 for a queen premium MyPillow, less than half of what it originally debuted for, it's still washable, doesn't lose its shape, supports your neck throughout the night. Same great value, hasn't cut the quality at all. He's... Come out with a new innovation in slippers that offer the MyPillow technology to cushion your foot in comfort. Those are 40% off. The Giza Dream bedsheet sets are buy one, get one free. And the MyPillow mattress topper, somehow, someway, is able to cradle my body in comfort on these hot summer nights. And I don't sweat and get uncomfortable in bed in the middle of the night like I did on our old topper. So the MyPillow products have my full endorsement. You use my promo code Bruce at MyPillow.com. You'll get the deep discounts that I talked about. Or you can order on the phone, 800-856-9340, 800-856-9340, MyPillow.com. Use the promo code Bruce. Now, if you missed the news at the top of the show, Governor Mike DeWine has signed a bill into law that prohibits, prohibits, which means no, ixnay, nada, on public Schools, colleges, and universities. That's Ohio State. That is Bowling Green. That is Miami. That is Toledo. Cincinnati. They cannot require people to get a vaccine if the vaccine does not have full approval by the Food and Drug Administration. Right now it has emergency approval. So, Ohio Wesleyan, Otterbein, private schools, they still get to make their own decisions. But your local public school, high school, elementary school, junior high, a state university cannot require your son or daughter to get a vaccine. So I would think if they cannot require you to get a vaccine, they cannot require you to produce a vaccine passport, and they will be crushed, as they should be, by parents if they attempt to institute mask mandates. Masks do not do what everyone says they do, which is offer a firewall against infection. Do they help? Yeah, maybe. Probably. 
But do they offer enough benefit to balance the inconvenience and health risk? Because, look, if you're blocking the air from getting away from you, you could be, I'm not a scientist, I won't play one on the radio, but you could be imperiling your health from breathing in things that you would be allowing to get away from you if you didn't wear a mask. So uh, Governor DeWine signed this. He had no recourse but to sign it. He would have further damaged, because he's already damaged, his re-election campaign if he had vetoed this bill. What he will do if the FDA approves the vaccine fully, uh, that I will not venture a guess on. Um, But here's his quote. It is past time for the FDA to take into account that hundreds of millions of people have received these vaccines and move it from an emergency basis over to a regular basis. I would just plead with them to do that. It's very, very important. Lives are frankly at stake. If they will do that, it won't convince everybody. But there are people out there we know who will be convinced if that's done. In a normal situation, I would agree with him. I think because this has been so deeply politicized, the electorate is so uh, virulently polarized. I'm not sure it would make the same impression that it normally does now. Because here's the thing, honestly, they're going to have to tie me down to vaccinate my children. I don't care if they give it a permanent approval because I'm going to assume, given how political Fauci, Walensky, and others have been at the public health organizations, I'm going to assume that the transition from emergency approval to full approval had had some political influence to it, if it happens. Do you believe the Democrats are above that? I don't. I don't. And honestly, even if the Republicans were in power in the White House, I would not believe that that decision was made independent of political influence. I just would not. Now, as I've often said here, the Democrats are fond of outlining things that are Good for them, but not for you. Nancy Pelosi, Lori Lightfoot's haircuts. Gavin Newsom eating at a restaurant. On and on and on and on and on. The latest example of such is Homeland Security poobah Alejandro Mayorkas. Alejandro Mayorkas, as you might imagine, was not born in the United States of America. Yet he has benefited from becoming a naturalized citizen. How did Alexandro Mayorkas get to America? Well, he came to the United States of America on a raft as a one-year-old from Cuba. Now, you would think that Alejandro Mayorkas, given that method of arrival in the United States, would have great empathy for people in Cuba who are demonstrating now at great peril to their personal safety against the communist dictatorship, hoping to gain, as our guest Armando Salguero said yesterday, libertad, liberty. I thought Armando was exceedingly eloquent when he said, they're not calling for vaccines. They're not saying cars. They're not saying food. They're saying libertad. They want freedom. And I take them at their word. Yes, But Alejandro Mayorkas, who should have a great deal of empathy because, I mean, it was good for him, right? America taking in a Cuban refugee 
Well, it was good for him, but it's not good for Cubans who might want to make the same trek. Now, Alejandro Mayorkas made that quite clear today. Allow me to be clear. If you take to the sea, you will not come to the United States. The time is never right to attempt migration by sea. To those who risk their lives doing so, this risk is not worth taking. That's really strange, isn't it? As for the southern border, from Honduras, Guatemala, Mexico, surge to the border, Joe Biden said during the debates. Oh, sure, Kamala lately has said, do not come, do not come. And still record numbers flood over the border every day. Why is that? Is it entirely possible that the assumption of the Democratic Party is that those Central American refugees who team over the border will someday become Democratic voters? But those Cuban refugees who navigate 90 miles of open ocean just to get to the southernmost tip of the United States in Key West, at which there's still a three-hour car ride from Miami, by the way, might be absorbed into a Cuban community in the city of Miami that is exceedingly conservative Republican. Is that entirely possible? I think it is not entirely possible. I think it is 100% probable that that is Alejandro Mayorkas and the Biden administration's hang-up with Cuban refugees coming to the United States of America. Listen to Jen Psaki today talking about Cuba and notice what she does not say about why the Cuban people are demonstrating. There's every indication that yesterday's protests were uh, spontaneous expressions of people who are exhausted with the Cuban government's economic mismanagement and repression. And those, these are protests inspired by the harsh reality of everyday life in Cuba, not people uh, in another country. I'm saying that because I think there have been a range of accusations out there, as you well know. Economic mismanagement. Uh, how about lack of freedom? How about communism? We don't dare mention that communism is the reason that they're protesting. Uh, Because there are too many people in the Biden White House who think communism is a grand idea, is a great experiment, is a perfect solution to the horrible, awful, evil capitalist system that has built the greatest degree of wealth for all ethnicities in America. Yet, communism is such an intoxicating possibility because it accentuates the power of those who have it and it marginalizes the voice of those who aspire to it. And that is something that is exceedingly attractive to Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and other Democrats. Um, I've mentioned how unrepentantly they lie I've saved the worst for last 
the Texas House Democrats who've walked out on their job and dare, dare to um, frame what they are doing with what civil rights leaders did in America in the 1960s. You'll hear it next on The Bruce Willis Show. Six fifty on the Bruce Hooley Show. I posed the question at the bottom of the hour: uh, Why are certain constituencies of the Democratic Party not insulted when their intelligence is insulted? Uh, I would never vote for a party that tells me I'm too stupid to get an ID. You can't get a vaccine, a driver's license, take out a bank loan, fly on a plane can't do virtually anything without an ID. Yet Democrats want people to be able to vote without an ID because it's obvious they want to cheat and game the system and win every election from here on out. That's what's behind their effort to get rid of the filibuster so they can ram through House Bill 1 so they can federalize elections. Minority voters should not fall for this outright lie that they are too stupid to get an ID. Likewise, why do black Americans continue to vote in droves for the Democratic Party when it equates actions like those being taken right now by Democrats from the Texas legislature to the amazing courage and valor and bravery shown by uh, leaders of the civil rights movement in the 1960s? The people who faced um, fire hoses, dogs, lynchings, the KKK, who faced down those threats to win the freedoms that uh, wokesters like Nicole Hannah-Jones, Ta-Nehisi Coates, and Ibram X. Kendi spit on today should be rolling over in their graves, and their descendants should be highly offended by uh, Texas Democrats equating what they are doing now with the civil rights movement. If you don't believe me, listen to the song that they sang on the steps of the U.S. Capitol yesterday. We will overcome. We will overcome. We will overcome. Man, I wish I could overcome that bad singing. Kamala Harris backed this. She said their actions are in line with the heroes of the civil rights movement. That's not something that I recall. I don't recall Martin Luther King getting on a private jet with a case of Miller Lite and flying away from conflict. I remember, as a young child, Martin Luther King advocating for peaceful protests and (laughs) marching in the face of a great peril uh, to himself and others in his movement. And maybe I have a faulty recollection of that. Or maybe it's the Democrats 
who hail from the Texas legislature have a faulty recollection of that. Why are they in Washington, you want to know? Because Texas Republicans who hold sizable majorities in the House and Senate in the state of Texas were about to enact voter ID laws to authenticate people being who they say they are when they vote in the state of Texas. Oh, well, you know, voter ID laws are horribly, terribly, awfully racist because, after all, black people aren't smart enough to get IDs, right? Haven't we been down this road before? So Texas Democrats, unlike civil rights leaders who faced their enemies and won them over with courage, bravery, and valor, uh, Texas Democrats just beat it out of town. And their strategy is that they will remain in Washington, D.C. until the Texas legislative session expires, thus denying what is called a quorum. A quorum is a minimum number of legislators that need to be present in order for legislation to be enacted. Oh, what a brilliant idea. We'll just run out. We'll just take our ball and go home. We'll just refuse to be part of the legislative process because, hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm getting a flashback to earlier in the show. Didn't I play a cut from somebody? Hmm, who was it? Uh, Oh, that's right. It was the president of the United States, the Democratic president of the United States, who said when you can't win, you don't just complain. You don't just walk out. That's not statesmanlike. Meanwhile, across town from 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue are a bunch of Texas legislative Democrats who have done exactly what Joe Biden said you shouldn't do when you lose an election. And have offended everyone's ears by singing a civil rights anthem to equate their actions to what MLK and Rosa Parks and others did. Well, too bad. Texas Governor Greg Abbott has the authority to extend the legislative session in Texas, and he has pledged to arrest them when they come back to the state on their private jet. Take them to the Texas legislature and keep them there until they complete the people's business. So, um, nobody ever accused the Democrats of being smart. And these uh, Texas Democrats certainly uh, do not display uh, too much political savvy when it comes to their actions. Likewise, I am surprised. I am surprised how blatant. Hunter Biden remains. This kid should be in jail or dead. Instead, he has the temerity now to pawn himself off as an artist and to try to sell paintings, which, what, he throws some colors on a canvas? That'll be a half a million dollars, please, because, hey, I'm a Biden. I'm entitled. My dad was a senator. He was vice president. He wasn't Donald Trump. He wasn't Bernie Sanders. And because of who he wasn't, he got elected president. The gravy train continues for me. It's good to be Hunter Biden, coke addict and degenerate. Well, House Republicans want to cut in on Hunter's hustle. They've launched a probe into Hunter's business ventures and those of Joe Biden's brother and his sister. Say Jim Biden? Oh, no, there's more than one Biden brother. This is Frank Biden who in an Inauguration Day advertisement for a law firm touted his relationship with the president as an inducement for people to do business with said firm. Valerie Biden Owens 
is set to publish a book called Growing Up Biden, a memoir, which will look at her life with the president. Oh, I suppose they rode the Amtrak together. Heartwarming tale of a sister and a brother who rode the Amtrak together and parted at the Capitol while Joe Biden went and assaulted members of his staff. I think that's probably the part they left on the cutting room floor. So they've requested all kinds of documents related to Hunter Biden's artwork, the Hunter Bi- the Biden family's foreign business interests, any instance when the Biden name was used in advertisements and investment opportunities. I'm going to tell you something. If the Republicans win the House in 2022, and history says they will because the incumbent party always loses about 30 seats in the House, They can convene these kinds of committees, and they can ruin Hunter Biden's day every day, all day. That is a C-SPAN program I would be riveted to.